car pull up in front of my house. That's my cue, like, oh, Mike's here. But yeah. then you texted me. You're like, I just pulled up, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're not the only one. Okay, but but then I realized, like, oh, that's right. They got a new car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, my wife got a new car. She just lets me borrow it. <laughs> that's right, huh? Hey, you guys, welcome to Cast Grit Life with Mike and Leo. And yeah, dude, how's that? How's that new car? Well, like I said, you know, it's her. She let me borrow it, <laughs> but. Um, it's a trip, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for our listeners who are probably sick and tired of hearing it, um, uh, I'm super lucky. I got a 2017 Corvette Stingray that is uh, my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm getting a little, I'm getting misty out here. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to pull the, I'm going to pull through here right now. I'm going to pull through. So, we uh, we decided to pull the trigger on this uh, electricity thing. Right. You know, because uh, the 660 a gallon, that shit was getting old. Dude, that's what getting, the fuck, bro? That's getting old with a lot of people. A lot of people, bro. Did you ever think in our lifetime we'd see gas at over six dollars? Okay, a this gallon? is gonna this is gonna date me a little bit, but I remember forty three cents a gallon. Uh, I remember. Th- I remember it at Arco mm-hmm. in Pasadena, California, <laughs> <laughs> off Rosemead. <laughs> forty three cents. You, you know which Arco I'm talking about? Uh, right there on the oh, corner. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Just above the two ten freeway, near CRs. Yeah, CRs. Near, near <laughs> CRs. Remember that one? Yeah, right above the two ten. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it being forty three cents a gallon at the Arco, bro. Dang, that's just going a little bit back. That's a, that's that's a bit back for y'all. But, uh, yeah, you know, so we were we were looking at getting another vehicle, and obviously, we had. A, I, I think you remember we had been talking about doing um, an electric vehicle for a while, mm-hmm. even before the gas prices went apeshit mm-hmm. and uh so we put in an order and we decided to go with a tesla yeah so we got a, a model y and uh i'll be honest man it's a fucking badass car that's what you were saying and i got i got to ride in it you did this weekend you did and it's a smooth ride it's a smooth ass ride i have ride. nothing bad to say about it no no but this is what i'll say because i've been using it a bit because um you know i'm out and about uh more than my wife currently and uh you know, obviously, in a Corvette, it eats a little bit of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I've been using the Tesla. She saves a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. It really does. Or you could, you could do a lot of driving. Yeah, but it, it saves a crap ton of money. Um, but the intelligence, man, inside that vehicle, the platform under which that those four wheels and that chassis runs, it's pretty fucking impressive, dude. All I do is steer, and mm-hmm. only because I choose to, because it has that full self-driving mode. Yeah. It's, it's like driving for dummies. Yeah, and, and I was telling you uh, before we went live that I would definitely get an EV car to uh-huh. save money. Yeah. But I like everything else about a regular old car. That's just me. It, it's, you know, I like, you know. I've only been driving it a week, bro, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. I'm putting it out there, that if you drove it mm-hmm. for a week or two mm-hmm. consistently and you learned, because it is a different driving experience for sure. It does a lot of the things that you have to manage and are uh, cognizant of when you're driving a combustion vehicle. Mm-hmm. You just don't; they're not relevant with this car because it's it's very intelligent. Yeah, and you start to feel like this is like a human pod. It's like whenever I'm going from A to B to C to D, it just creates a perfect climate under which that I can relax until I arrive at my destination. It's fucking weird, bro, and it's. It's pretty amazing. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I believe you. Yeah. It, 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 you know. Again, 
that's not for me. That's not what gets me excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. What gets you excited, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, be- besides sitting for sitting here with me, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you what would get me excited is oh, okay, uh, me. not spending over a hundred dollars to fill up the tank. That would get me excited. So Ooh, uh, and, and what, it, what's what's your Tacoma running right now, brother? And uh, you know what? I haven't filled it up. I actually did fill it up, and it was pushing. It was pushing a hundred. That's dollars, not bad. Pushing a hundred dollars to to fill it up. The vets uh, cost me. I think it was ninety eight bucks. Hey man, stop talking about cars, man. People don't care about cars. Let's You're talk about what everybody cares. Let's let's talk about important things. What yeah. are you drinking? Uh dude, that's right. This is the first time you brought it up because I didn't. Yeah, nice, hell dude. yeah, dude. Hey, I, I'm not completely useless. Well, yeah, not, not completely. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about what we're drinking. And um, as you know, yesterday I sent out a text when I was at Costco because I was really excited to see something back on the sh- on the shelves. And uh, uh, Kirkland, a few years back, had put out a seven year Tennessee uh, whiskey bourbon. Right? How, how long ago did they put come out with this thing? Several years back is when they first came. Oh, out they with did. It. Okay. Yeah, and at thirty dollars. For what it is, a seven-year bourbon, um, at thirty bucks and a hundred and three proof, it is very. It's it's a value. It's it's a value whiskey at that price and for what it is. Um, no, I, I know you got respect for the Kirkland brand on when they when they bottle stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, it's not everything because there's some stuff that I've tasted yeah. that I didn't like, but. Yeah. But um, this this was my everyday drinker mm. a, a few a years while ago. A, a while ago, and. Um, you know, I was sad when it when it disappeared. It disappeared for at least a couple of years, if if my mind doesn't betray me, because um, I've been holding on to one bottle that I still have, of the old one, mm. right? Mm. And so when I walk into the uh, alcohol section, I was like, "Get out of here! They're back!" So I had to restock. Copy. And and also to um, to compare. Okay. Right to see if it was similar. Uh. Right now, it's it's not tasting like I remember it, as good as I remember it being, mm. but it could also just be like we were talking, my palate, because I am I have a custom my palate for much higher proof and richer yeah. Yeah. bourbons, so yeah. it could be me. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show, because you hadn't had it for more than a year, mm-hmm. and over this past year, obviously doing the show and, and different you know events we get together with friends and so forth, we, we've... We've been fortunate to test some pretty damn good brand drams, right? We have, man. So, given that our palates have evolved, um, I, I've never never been shy to to comment that I'm not a huge Kirkland fan. Mm-hmm. Um, they did come out with that stretch of bottles from uh, Barton's, right, like 1792 and so forth, right. Which I didn't think. I thought, you know, they drank like the Barton's bottles, so I was like, good with that. You were good with that, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, not not a huge fan of the Kirkland, but I can appreciate, you know. Uh, I know what they do. So my wife's into, um, you know, her girlfriends. They they enjoy like a vodka mix, you know, with like fruit or whatever it is. Those flavored vodkas yeah. and whatnot. Um, wow, man, you gotta be so negative about it. <laughs> well, flav- flavored, you know. Yeah, I don't. Neither one of alcohol. Us. Yeah, neither neither one, neither yeah, one yeah. of us. <laughs> so uh, I know that the Kirkland brand of vodkas. I mean, it's the same distillery as Grey Goose. Right. Same distillery as like Belvedere. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and even the coloring of the bottles when you buy by Kirkland, it's like you can tell which one's the the Belvedere exactly. and which one's the the Goose. So I know they do a good job mm-hmm. with stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a yeah, not a fan. And you know when Eagle Rare was available, 
you know, mm. at the same price, I would take I will take Eagle Rare or, over this any day. And but Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare was a ten year, at thirty bucks. Now not no more, not no more. Now if you can even find it, it's pushing like the last bottle that I got. I I was lucky to find at thirty five. Uh, you were the one who introduced me to that bottle. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. And it's a ten year, and it tastes way better than this. Yeah, but they're hard to find now. Dude, that must have been like, shit, maybe four years ago that you introduced yeah. me to that bottle. Yeah, and I had and I had discovered it like six years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a damn good bottle, but very hard to find now. Now, yeah, yeah. it's been it's allocated now. Uh, it is, and, uh, and people and, scoop them up quick. <laughs> yeah, quick. and you know what? And to be honest, for ten bucks more. Uh, the nine-year Knob Creek. I would prefer that's that a over solid this. Bottle. I would prefer that over this for yeah, sure too. That's that's definitely. But then again, we're talking bottle. ten bucks more. But you know what? Sometimes you you just like you know what? I don't care. I want that flavor. Right. Right. I yep. Want, no, I copy that. And so yeah. But even then, at forty bucks, that's not that's not breaking the bank. That's that's no, that's a that, that's a decent price for that, an everyday. That's like an everyday sipper. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, everybody's budget. Me. Everybody's budget's different. Exactly. Um. But uh, yeah, I think that that definitely falls in the category of like an everyday sipper. Um, I mean, if, if worse comes to worse, you know, I'm I'm cool with having if if Turkey 101 is what I have, and that's my, that could be my everydayer. Mm. That's a decent that's a decent pour. It surprises a lot of people in blind taste. I only like the rare breed. I have that too. That's a damn good but, bottle. But now we're jumping up from you know a twenty dollar bottle to a sixty dollar. It's, it's, it's what I do, man. It's what I do. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money, bro. I'm retired I, now. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I di- I didn't say I paid for it. <laughs> Damn, uh, man. Enough, enough talking about alcohol, bro. You're always Why should I haven't said anything about what the hell I'm drinking? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're drinking something different. Disrespectful, man. <laughs> Shit. So since you don't like, you don't do Kirkland. Nope. I, I do not do Kirkland. And since you didn't bring me anything else, uh, <laughs> I am on the Don Julio 70, which we've had before. Yeah, we had it a few podcasts. Um, you know, it's a clear uh, tequila, so you're not, you're not getting any of the color. Uh, but you know what? It's a sipper. I like it. It was it was good. I liked it too. I like it. It's a sipper. However, funny thing that happened to me, as you know, yeah. and I'll share with the listeners, is for some reason I got a headache. Yeah, that's I, weird. Well, and not only just a headache, but it, it made me feel like you like, didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. Yeah, that's so, weird. So I ha- I have to try it again to see if 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 it does it again. Yeah. Then I know I, I, I'm going to stay away from it. But maybe, otherwise, maybe it was the Mickey I slipped in it. Oh, dude, it might have been it. I don't know. Come on, man, <laughs> you're scaring me, bro. <laughs> That ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Okay, dude. now enough about alcohol. Yeah, enough about alcohol. Enough Come about on, cars. Man. Jeez, Tesla's pretty amazing. Uh, enough about booze. I don't like Kirkland. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting weekend this weekend, right? It was. It was fun. Yeah. In that we got to uh, see the buddies, see the yeah, friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for our listeners, we had really fortunate another buddy of ours uh, who uh, worked in a department. He was uh, in the bomb squad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really lazy. And uh, <laughs> he retired after 28 <laughs> years uh, celebrating him and another buddy of ours and his birthday. Uh, so we all got together, which is always fucking great time. Oh, yeah. Always a fucking great yep. time. Um, <clears throat> but it got me thinking. You just went through retirement. Our other, uh, other buddy, uh, Manuel, Man- just went through retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago, yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know we had we have our another other buddy here who just went through, um, you know, it just starts making you think about things, yeah, and I, I, and I got an interesting story about right, that. Are you feeling left out? 
No. You, okay. you know me, dude. I, fucking retirement's not for me, dude. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Sit down? I, I, I just, this is not my personality. I, I'm going to keep going until I keel over and fall on my face. Um, so what it got me thinking about was I have another uh, really good buddy of mine um, who was in that group who uh, we, you know, we've been tasting and doing a, uh, our our little focus group of uh, whiskey drinkers, Dram Dogs. Dram Dogs! Dram Dogs. Yep. And uh, I know who you're talking about. We were sitting in the backyard. Um, he's a neighbor of mine, and we have a tendency to sit, you know, have, have some conversations over some drams now and again. You don't say. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so we're sitting there and having a conversation, and he shares this really great story. So we're talking about life, okay? He's going to get kicked out of this. He's a listener. Mm. Uh, and I didn't pay him. I swear I didn't pay him. Huh. Um, so when he hears this, he'll probably get a kick out of it. Uh, my buddy Pearson. And when uh, we're sitting back there and he starts telling me a story. And he starts telling me, you know, because I was thinking about, you know, different things in life where we're at or whatever. You know, along the lines of, you know, you just retired and whatever. Not that I want to retire, but just thinking, you know, what's the long game at this point where I'm at. Right? I'm almost 52 years old. Mm-hmm. So he says, well, you know, you got to think about the 15. And I'm like, I did exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our listeners, Leo just made a weird-ass face. I, like a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> huh? <laughs> or a Shaggy? 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 <laughs> uh, so I, I did that face. I was like, 15. What do you mean 15? He's like, well, you, you got to think about the 15 years that are left. I'm mm. like, what, do you think I'm going to die in 15 years? He's like, no, bro, you're not getting me. I said, let me explain. You know, let me slow it down for you so you understand. Mm-hmm. You know, at 52 years old, you go 15 forward, and that's 67. So decisions that you made when you were 30, 40, even at 40, you say 15, and you go like, well, I'll be like 52. Yeah, still young. So I'm still young. I'll be like what I am right now, and yeah. I still feel like I can kick some ass. It's probably not true, <laughs> but I feel like I can, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you say 15 to, uh, actually, that put me at 57, not not 52, from 40 right uh well 55 55 uh but when you do that from 52 it's a little different not that 67 is old but you're not making the same decisions at 67 that you made at Mm -hmm. 52 40 30 so on and so forth right you're not thinking about raising kids buying a house if you have absolutely all that stuff just a different dynamic right Yep. yep so he said so where we're at right now he had another buddy of his that had mentioned this to him and said, look, you got to think on the 15. Whatever you're going to be doing today, it's got to track over the next 15. Because after that, you're going to change gears. You know, these chapters in life we always talk about. Yeah. So I thought, <clears throat> well, first it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> because I thought like, well, f- did I do everything I wanted to do? No. Because I'll never do everything I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I started thinking like, dude, that's a damn fine point. So a lot of the decisions that you make, you know, are uh, like anything else, contextually based. It depends on where you're at, you know, that point in space time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started thinking about it. Funny enough, it was before we started this cast. Hmm. It was it kind of like got me thinking about, well, what do I really want to do? What what is it that I want to uh, spend my time and resource and treasure? with that I think matters, right? And 
I think about it still today, this 15, and I'm still carrying it forward Mm -hmm. because when you only have 15 left in your head, kind of you're thinking about, you're a little more aggressive. You're, and what I mean by aggressive is like you're willing to go like, well, if I don't swing for it now, if I don't do what I want to do now, then I might not have enough time. Now, there'll be plenty of people that argue with me, and I'm not trying to take away from somebody at 67 because I guarantee you at 67, you and I will be sitting here doing this, mm-hmm. and we'll be going like, I got another 25, right? <laughs> well, I will. Our, our, our holograms will be doing this. Well, no shit. No. <laughs> oh, my avatar or whatever. Um. So it was very. It was kind of enlightening from a perspective standpoint. Like, I got to start thinking about like, what do I want to be? You know, I used to tell you like, where you want to see yourself in two to five years. Remember that shit? I hated that shit in the beginning. But now I'm kind of like thinking, okay, over well, the next fifteen, because as we get older, you know, time goes a lot fucking faster. Mm-hmm. So fifteen years is not that long. <laughs> and you start thinking about like, what do I want to do that that means something that has purpose for me, and uh, it stuck with me. And then being at the, uh, you know, retirement party and hearing the stories about what they're going to do now and where they're focusing on. I, I felt that from oh. from them, like they're kind of reflecting on what they've done so far mm-hmm. and where they're going forward. And they're taking some of it, um, you know, fixing or healing some of it. I mean, you've even heard that before mm-hmm. because you got to imagine a buddy of ours who's been on bomb squad for a long, long time. He's seen some shit. Mm hmm. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, not unlike you, not unlike Manuel. And, you know, there, there's you know, you're going to you're going to think about that stuff and you're going to make decisions and try and kind of like collect up as you move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm do, I'm thinking I'm thinking the same thing. Um, so it's really interesting. It's just, you know, when you have those moments where you just kind of pause and kind of take uh, stock of where you are yeah. and where you're going and what yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. It was like that in the backyard. And I'm finding that in moments like when you shared about your retirement, Manu shared about his, and then now, you know, our buddy just had an event and our other buddy just celebrated her birthday. You start taking stock of that because, you know, we're super lucky that we've had buddies of ours for decades. Yeah. For 50 plus years. Yeah. And then you look at a photograph. I'm sorry, not 50 plus, 40 plus. You look at a photograph of us now, and you look at it, and you're like, old motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, speaking of photograph, you know, we took a picture of us fellas together, um, and uh, I, I finally got a hold of it because it was on my wife's phone, and I sent it out today, right? Mm-hmm. And so, she had, like, two two uh, pictures of each, of each, you know, thing that she took, so I had to go pick one, right? Pick the best one, where somebody's not closing their eyes or making a face, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I was looking at that picture of us, and I was like, dang. Because a buddy of ours had sent a picture from seven years ago. Uh, some of us, not all of us, but some of us. And the difference looking at that picture from seven years ago to the one that I sent today. It's just sad. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's it's a difference. Sad, that's dude. a difference. So, yeah. But, no, uh, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, uh, you know. I hey, am, we don't look broken, bro. You know what? Actually, we're a good-looking bunch, man. We don't. We don't look broken, bro. We're a good-looking bunch. You know, we, we. You know, all of us with our beards. Hey, we're health. We're, we're healthy. We're healthy enough. We're healthy enough. <laughs> enough. That's a, that's a fair statement. Yeah, we're we're healthy, we're healthy enough. enough. Yeah. Um, we're we're definitely not models. But yeah, but <laughs> but you know what you're what you're referring to as far as where your thought process has been, um, you know, I remember talking to our buddy that just retired and Manny and. 
we we've been going through that for the last several years. You know, we we've had a plan in place, and some of us, you know, pulled the trigger sooner than we thought. Right. Uh, and other ones, they lived out their plan according to how they said it. You know, twenty five, twenty years ago, whatever that was. Right. Um. But especially, you know, for me, again, you know, I think I've said it before. This last year, especially this last year. There was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of like, okay, what am I going to do for the rest of, you know, for the rest of my life? If, if I do pull the plug, when I, when I do pull the plug in, you know, being young enough, I figure, you know what? I got time to think about it. I, I don't have to, you know, uh, force myself into anything. I, 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 we say this all the time about cast great about, you know, just happen, it happening and organically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of things happen for a reason. And, and, that's kind of the one of the approaches that I, that I. You yeah, know, but you've always I, been that way. That I've. Uh, you you kind of always been that yeah, way. Yeah, but that's one of the approaches that that I'm kind of uh, taking for this year. I said, you know, I'm gonna take a year off before I go start looking for anything, mm-hmm. and maybe something organically is gonna pop up mm-hmm. within the year or at the end of the year, um, and I'm just gonna roll with that, you know. But I'm luckily, you asked me earlier, what do you think you're gonna do, and I'm like. That's not even in my th- in my wheelhouse right now. Yeah, I don't want to think about that right now because I, I have too many other things to think. Yeah, about. but you didn't think you're not thinking about it because you planned to have time not to think about it. Correct. But that's you, bro. You've been Correct. like that since you've been any fucking anally retentive since you were like <laughs> fucking adolescent <laughs> and shit. Everything's all planned and organized and all. That. You've always been that way, and, and I respect that because I've been the complete opposite for the most part of yeah. my life. It, 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 every, even when, uh, when you know. Going back to a story, uh, a story I could tell about my, uh, I forget which, which which of my daughters asked me, Daddy, what was the first thing you ever bought for yourself? And I said, <laughs> Organizer? <laughs> no, no, no. And I said, you know, the the only thing that I can remember that really stands out uh, as far as the first thing that I bought for myself was a Walkman, a cassette Walkman. That's and a big. That's a big purchase. That was a big purchase. Yeah, I got it for my was, 16th. Was it Sony? No, it was Panasonic. Oh, that's good. And and it had a cassette with auto rewind. I'm sorry, not auto rewind, reversible. It was reversible, so you didn't have to take it out and flip it. It it automatically played the other side. Oh, that, that was a new that feature. Was a, that's a big feature. That back was then. a new feature back then. Yeah. What is this like? Eighty <laughs> two? No, it's, so it's going to be eighty six. Oh, it was eighty six. Yeah, yeah, because I was uh, I was sixteen, um, so I was a sophomore or junior, sophomore junior, and uh, anyways, the 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 point to my story, that story is that I told them yes. I saved for over a year, birthday money, Christmas money. You you saved for a year? Easily. Really? Because it was like, you know, five bucks here. Because, you know, back then you didn't get much. I mean, if you got five bucks or 10 bucks even. I didn't save a nickel back then, dude. Dude. So I I was meticulous about my planning because I I knew I'm going to buy myself something good. So I planned to save my money. And then I got my, you know. Once I my birthday reached, I said, I'm going to buy this for my birthday. I went over there and I I figured it out. I, f- I found out which one I wanted and boom, I got it. And then my second big purchase was a boombox. <laughs> and that was about a year later, a year or two later after that. Because after that, we, we, we got jobs. Remember? Yeah, dude. I did not know that story. I knew you had a walk. I remember. I think I genuinely remember the Walkman, mm-hmm. and I, I genuinely remember the Boombox for sure. I remember <laughs> the Boombox because they had the high speed dub, didn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah, and I remember we used it. Oh yeah. For stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, back in the DJ days. Back in the DJ days. That's um, right. 
Yeah, for our listeners who know, Leo was the DJ. I I just carried shit. Um, (laughs) How funny that we started out back in 80... Fuck, what year was that? 86, 87? 86, 87. Yeah. And we had a small DJ group Mm -hmm. that you were the primary fucking like mixer, scratcher, all that other shit. I didn't scratch, but yeah, I was the mixer. you could do it. Yeah. Once you put the penny on it, man, you were on the technique, bro. You were you were solid <laughs> on the needle. Yeah, on the needle, dude. You were solid. <laughs> but I, how funny that we we back, dude. That's what's that like? Fucking forty years ago, thirty five ish. Yeah, and we did that. We genuinely did that. We got booked for gigs. Mm-hmm. We played gigs, like paid gigs, mostly family weddings. So, hey, we still got paid, brother. <laughs> we still got paid, <laughs> and. uh I remember that, uh, how funny that you fast forward and here we are with audio again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, it's not um, something that would be surprising for me. For you, it's not. No. For me, well, it's probably not surprising for me either because I just got a big mouth. But, but by re- then you did it. Hell no, dude. So I was shy as shit. If you told me we would be doing a podcast. Oh, dude, you would have laughed your ass off. like you. It's like, <laughs> I know I'm shy, but you. <laughs> it's like, dude, you got to talk. In public before yeah. you could do that yeah <laughs> uh, but anyway so it, it's just interesting and, and it just you're just proving my point you've always been that way dude yeah you you set what you want to do and you are patient as fuck mm-hmm. to just like knock it out mm-hmm. i mean that's the whole point of like, that's discipline bro mm-hmm. that is I, I i did not have it no you did not i i did not i if i had 20 dollars in my pocket dude, it would burn a hole in my pocket it was gone i could not wait to spend that mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh shit! But you know, to each his own. Agreed. Right? Agreed. And you know what? I learned a lot from fucking up like that. You learn a lot, as you should. Yeah. Yeah. You well, and unfortunately, you know, some people maybe don't learn that, and you know, some people do. Well, for some people, it takes a long time to learn. <laughs> well, you know, I'm 52, <laughs> so it took a little bit. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> circling back to my original comment, it just makes you think about. Um, what you're doing, you know, putting it in perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then seeing what other people are doing and celebrating their achievements thus far, and then whatever achievements they've had up until that point, it's like, so what's the next chapter? Mm-hmm. Have you written it? Have you have you outlined it yet? Sometimes, like you just shared, y- you got a blank page for a year. Yeah, it'll be what it is, and you'll write it down as mm-hmm. it happens, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But there's another chapter ahead of that blank one that. You know, you're you're kind of going like, well, at that point, I got a couple of ideas of what I'm going to be doing, you know, uh, and we'll see what that what that chapter looks like. Exactly. Um, but you know what else it got me thinking about? What? That's going to sound fucking morbid, but a little bit of mortality, bro. You have to at our age. A little bit. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <clears throat> I mean, 52 is not old, right? Not but at all. How many like funerals and shit like people start? Not commenting about like funerals for your peers, but the parents, the parents, the parents, man. Yeah. The parents, the aunts, the uncles. Mm -hmm. um, You start seeing that happening. Yeah. And I've I've probably noticed it over the last few years that that's become um, a thing. And it's uh, it's a very weird um, experience. So, yeah, no. 
you have to think about it. And, you know, some people choose not to, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not thinking about it. Because for me, that was one of the many factors for my retirement. I wanted to have the quality, quality retirement life or quality retirement, retirement uh, time while I'm still healthy enough. Because we all have issues. You know, we all have little aches and pains or, you know, mm. maybe some medical conditions that are not, you know, that, that are manageable. Mm -hmm. If you take care of them well, you know, take mm -hmm. care of them with medicine or whatever, with, mm -hmm. with working out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the older you get, the more of a problem they become. Sure. So I didn't want to get I didn't want to wait until they were already a problem. Mm -hmm. So and then at that point, you're like, OK, well, now the quality of my retirement life is diminished by X amount. Mm -hmm. I should have. And I didn't want to have that regret is I should have started this earlier. So I felt that I was at a point where I can still enjoy enough. And, you know, if, if it uh, if I end up living out longer than, you know, than the 21 years that I put into it. Great. Mm. Fantastic. If not, at least I'll feel good about the decision that I made. Mm. So like as kind of we keep giving examples of how you meticulously plan everything out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying i didn't even think about yeah, that it's really fucking annoying <laughs> but um kind of circling back to the comment that i was making about how weird it is to see that you're at a stage in life where the people around you are losing loved ones mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um i i lost uh my grandmother uh years back that's right and i don't handle death very well if you remember all you boys uh, as usual, uh, hit me up, said, okay, what do you need? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to be? Mm -hmm. And what for, what, you know, what's up? We're down. When and where we'll be there for you. Right. Set. And my answer was stay away. Yep. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Appreciated. But I don't want anybody around me right now. And, and before you go on, that was really, I'll speak for myself, but I'm, I'm sure it's the same for everybody. That was really hard for us. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yep. It was really, really fucking yep. hard yep. because you guys were like, I know, I know him. Yep. I know why he's doing what he's doing. Yep. That's not what's best for him, but you respect it. I hundred yep. percent. So I mean, I don't even have to go into it because my brothers know me. But I didn't hear a peep out of you guys. Right. Afterwards, yep. so you guys just sucked it up and said, "Just leave him alone," because that's what he wants. That's what he. Even wants. though that was fucking hard. Yep. And that was really hard for me. But I, I got really angry, because I, you know, I was there when she took her last breath. Yep. So that was really, really brutal. Mm -hmm. For me to see. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really, really angry because mm -hmm. I felt that she suffered and she was stuck in this body that was decaying and I could do nothing. And because of my personality, the worst thing you could do to me is put me in a in a situation where, you can do where I could do nothing mm -hmm. and I'm useless. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just like want to jump off a cliff because yeah. I'm like, well, if I'm useless, then I, I have no no purpose and I'm done. So, yeah, clearly for our listeners, I have issues. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that was me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when I see friends and, 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 and friends who are losing family members, and that's, you know, and, and then with the boys, we've had some, you know, we've had losses. I don't want to go into like a lot of everybody's individual losses. Correct. But uh, that that's hit home, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it was different because I was – Unlike you guys, I was fortunate enough to be allowed to participate. Um, but as you remember, in some of those instances, I was still weird. I, yeah. I didn't know what to do. I, I was just very uh, 
removed because I didn't know there's nothing right for me to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just, it's a very interesting time in your 50s mm-hmm. when you start to see that it it's a natural, that's the weirdest part I would say. It's a natural thing to see people start to pass. And that's like, it's a normal thing. And you're like, almost have to accept it. That it's a normal thing. Yeah. When you're in your 30s and your 20s, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Right. But when you're in your 50s and it's the parents or the or you know very infrequently the grandparents, well, you know they had a long life kind of thing is the is the comment that happens, right? Yeah. And you're kind of like, what the hell, dude? That's so weird. So so you know what you're talking about is a common theme um, amongst a greater circle of friends, a different circles of friends because. Uh, it's been discussed how, uh, it, you know, in sharing, you know, stories like that, how, you know, the first 20, 30 years of your marriage, you know, of your life, you were, you know, if, if you get married, if you do get married, you, you, you worry about the raising kids, but right. then they get to be, you know, out of high school, off to college. Right. And at some point there, the, to use a DJ analogy, the fader, which mm. is, you know, goes back and forth transitions from raising your kids over to taking care of the parents right yep. because they become to uh, at, to an age at an age or a stage in their life where now they're starting to need some help right is this on a new mark mixer or the, are we using something else it could be a gemini oh i remember that you, shit you do remember the brands <laughs> yeah you do remember the brands. for our listeners it was just the brand name of the mixer that we used to like control stuff but but yeah but the crossfader starts shifting over to the other side uh you know and that's your parents um, mm. or, you know, you may have, you know, some grandparents there, depending on your age. Right. Some grandparents that are that are there that you're close to that um, now your focus shifts to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And to dealing with their issues and potentially their death and stuff like that. Um, you know, in hearing your story about your about your grandmother, um, you know, reminds me, you know, I I. Me and my siblings and, and a few of my dad's brothers, when my dad passed away, we got to see his, you know, we got to experience him taking his last breath. And <sighs> it sucked, right? Yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not for it's everybody. It's not for everybody. And we chose to be there because growing up, we, uh, since I was a little kid, since my memory, since as far back as I can remember, we grew up with knowing the, the cycle of life. Hmm. Knowing the cycle of life of birth and death. So we would go to baptisms. We would go to first communions. We would go to confirmations. We would go to weddings and we would go to funerals. Even since we were little kids. And, and you know, at, at you know, Hispanic or Mexican wedding, I mean, uh, funerals, as long as it was a natural, not a, you know, tragedy or something like that, it was open casket. Ooh. And, you know, even from when I was a little kid, I would go up with my parents or even, you know, when I was a little older, yeah. willingly go up and look at the, you know, look at the, at the body of whoever had passed away. Mm. And, you know, you say, you resp- you know, say whatever you're going to say. I mean, I mean, when you're a little kid, you don't say anything. You're just looking yeah, like, oh my God, like, Whoa. you know, I know this person's dead, but they right. look like they're asleep. Right. Right. And as you get older, you know, you, 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 you learn more, you realize, you know, the environment that you're in and then, you know. When we were in, in grade school, we were altar boys. I don't yeah. think we, we have never. I don't think we've ever mentioned that before. No, but no, all of we us haven't. were altar boys. So we used to uh, be altar boys at weddings and at funerals, right? So again, 
which, which is interesting because we have mentioned on casts that um, you know faith is a part of your uh, philosophy, right? In life, yep. It's not mine. No, that's but yeah. we both had the same beginning. The same beginning. We had the exact same beginning, and right. we just took different paths, right? But I don't think that makes us that much different. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't because we were. I mean, obviously, we're friends for a reason. Yeah. Up until now. Yeah. So we have a commonality. Well, what do you mean up until now? Was tomorrow going to be different? <laughs> <laughs> we have a commonality that 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 you know that we we still share. The, we still. I think even though, um, not to make it a religious conversation, but even though I'm not a religious person, and that is a part of your philosoph- philosophical equation to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I still kind of feel like we see the world very similarly. We do. Yeah. We do. Um, and, and to just, you know, finish off my story, for me, growing up with the with this cycle of life, knowing the cycle of life, I I was okay with being there for my dad. Right? And I think my siblings were too and all that, you know, mm-hmm. as as it was it was a sad moment, but at the same time it was um, you know, when you stop to think about what actually happens, it, it's kind of sucky. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, missed it. Yeah. Right. Because it was yeah. a choice. So like, yep, I want to be there. Right. Yeah. And even though, and I knew there was nothing I can do, but I knew that it was his end. Yeah. And I was okay with that. Yeah. And, you know, life goes on, right? Life goes on. And then even in my career, uh, you know, I got to see all kinds of death, right? Yeah. In, um, in my, in my in my previous profession. Yeah. I got to see all kinds of death. And, you know, you just, you just, uh, for me, at least personally, it's part of life. And, you know, you just deal with it when it comes as best as you can or as appropriately as you can and you go forward. But yes, at 50 something years old or even in your 40s, you got to start, you know, your time is on the back end. It's getting there to the point where, you know, you got to start thinking about it. Like you said, you got to start thinking about those 15. And you know, along with the fifteen and 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 what the the stories and examples you shared, um, you know, it's interesting. We invest ourselves so much. I mean, this the entire show is about, you know, what what forms grit, right? What yeah. casts grit? Cast being, you know, shaping and yep. molding something mm-hmm. with you know heat and fire and energy into what it's supposed to be, uh, which for us is grit right because we believe that that's the that's the ingredient that separates those people that get it done and those people who don't um because i think and you'll agree with me i believe that anything that worth doing takes grit yeah because if it has value it's not easy it's not easy it takes work and it takes guts and it takes discipline and a life right a life how fragile are we at any moment, man? You talk about ailments at 50 or something like that. You know, I consider myself pretty lucky. I really don't have any. I have high blood pressure, but that's just because of my fucking personality. <laughs> but I, I take, I take, you know, very minimal amount of blood pressure medicine, and I'm, I'm straight. That's self-induced. It pretty much is. Um, but other than that, I'm, I have no ailments. I mean, I, I mean, I feel great. I could kick my own ass at 20-something years old. Um, but... A life, I, you cannot uh, deny that in this this body that I'm in, it's f- fucking fragile, dude. Mm-hmm. The wrong 
consumption of an ingredient, the wrong climate, the wrong altercation can break it. Yep. Just completely, sometimes, without you even knowing it's falling apart. And you wake up one morning and then boom, like, holy shit, I got how much time left? Yeah. And you thought you were fine. So it's a very uh, fragile um, kind of tentative thing, this thing we call life. Mm -hmm. And we invest ourselves so much in like, you know, the money we make and the careers we have and the grit we put into the projects and the purposes that we find, you know, our family, our kids, uh, our wives, our um our friends, our, our projects, our portfolios, our fucking, all that shit, right? At the end of the day, it's, 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 a, it's a short run that we have, right? And that's, I think, what's, what's most telling to me is that now that we're at, at the age that we are and we're seeing people, not to make this a fucking morbid episode, but, <laughs> but seeing people come to the end of the, the journey for the journey that they had in that vehicle that is their body, um, you, you start to like look at what they did over those you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And you start wondering, like, did, did they feel that they, they got the goal? Because we all know at the end of the day, based on today's technology, the run is short mm-hmm. and there is an end. Mm-hmm. All, you know, in this body, right? I mean, thermodynamics, you, there's no end to energy. Energy is just, you know, it's shared and you, it's displaced and it goes someplace else. But for the, for the purposes of the human body on, on planet Earth, it ends. And then you start to want, that's what struck me, is like you look at people in retirement, you look at people now that are starting to pass, and then you go to these um, ceremonies where people, you know, have the videos and the, the eulogies and all that stuff, and they talk about a life, like everything that they've done or didn't do or wanted to do. And you start wondering about the purpose of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of this is being driven of, you know, um, it's funny because we're, we're only talking about humans, but this doesn't only work on humans. It also works just on biological uh, species. Um, you know, I have a, 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 a deer pet, a white golden retriever. Mm-hmm that just turned 15 years old mm-hmm. and he's on the home stretch, man. Mm. He's, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not, I don't know how much longer. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Right. Mm. Really tough, really fucking tough hmm. to have never been connected to an animal like I am to this one. Hmm. He's, he's been, he has created great memories for me that I will have for the rest of my life. I have fantastic memories I was sitting in my backyard, listening to Johnny Cash, as you know I love to do. Yep. Having a real good barrel-aged stout uh, or a cup of coffee. Um, if I happen to be smoking something, he's sitting out there in the morning with me. I've had days where it was pouring rain, smoking Smoke, a brisket. Smoking meat, yeah. Okay. Smoking a brisket for 12 hours. I'm up at 4 a.m. It's pouring rain. I'm sitting under the, you know, the um, whatever, my backyard's covered or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, He's sitting there with me, listening to Johnny Cash while I drink my coffee, and then later in the afternoon I have my beer, or I have, and he just wants to be around me. Mm-hmm. He just wants to keep me company, and I'm keeping him company. Mm-hmm. Just such a relaxing moment, you know. And then to see his body start to give away, you know, like we see human beings do. Yeah. And you wonder, you know, 
what he's thinking because he can't he can't articulate what he's thinking and uh you start to wonder like what's the most important thing for me to think about every day when i go when i wake up when i open my eyes and before i close them that day to do that when that moment comes i can look back and feel like it was a good run that's a really hard thing to define yeah especially with with a species that you have limited communication with but i think it also works for humans well okay I, I, it works for both yeah it works for both i thought we were, we're just so, still yeah, talking yeah. only about the pet no we're talking about both we're talking about both yeah, yeah. uh i'm i shared that you know i i lost my grandmother uh years ago and that was very difficult um but i haven't really had um and we've had guests on here you know that have shared some really powerful experiences with this with this kind of thing and i'm you know now i'm with 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 my dog i'm kind of going like this is this is hard you know um you know and i know a lot of people are very connected to their pets i, I mean mm. i know you love your dog very much um so it, it's just it's an interesting thing to see and i see parallels in your connections to people too just because they can't communicate with you it doesn't mean you don't have a connection you yeah know? no no um you know up until you just mentioned my dog and up until what is it eight months uh, eight, nine months ago we didn't you know we didn't have a dog. We never, your, do- we- your dog is a badass, by the way. I <laughs> love you. that dog. <laughs> he, he's such a sweetheart. He's a trip. But uh, j- just just to piggyback off, off of what you're saying and to validate what you're saying, um, we just got our first pet ever, which was which is a dog, uh, nine months ago, so mid last summer. Now, you know, with him having been with us for the last nine months. You become really attached. I I always crazy attached, very attached. Yeah, and there there's they indiscriminately you know will love you and you know, you know and they would just like 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 you said like my dog just wants to be around. He he has FOMO, right? You know what that is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he has fear of missing out. He wants to be right next to you, touching you, you know, so curl up around you, wants you to pet him. All that kind of stuff, right? We're trying to make him a little bit more independent because he's a rescue. Mm-hmm. So he has, he has some, you know, some mm-hmm. ticks that mm-hmm. you know that we're working with. But super sweet dog. And at this point now, we all we're all really attached to him. And even though I'm okay with the cycle of life, but you know, so far we've been talking about the cycle of life from beginning to end, right? Whenever right. that is, right? You know, sometimes that cycle of life doesn't fulfill itself it's cut short right from mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. due to medical reasons due to tragedy of accidents and whatnot mm. so and we have had some you know as yeah. you mentioned some guests share those so and those are the hard ones to swallow those are the hard ones to deal with you feel cheated because you feel cheated you feel like uh, you know cheated as in you know something valuable is taken away from you a loved one's taken away from yeah. you or or even if they weren't your loved one they were so young why did they have to go right yeah yeah, like, so, our, like our buddy Ray. Yes, like our like our our buddy Ray, our guest uh, buddy and and guest Ray um, from from uh, episodes ago, um, and so yeah, so so there are those those instances as well. But um, I feel you. We're getting back to the pet thing. I feel you now. Where before I probably would be like, eh, it's just a pet, right? And 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 don't get me wrong. I still. Uh, well, I, have you ever known me in my entire life to be attached to a pet? No. 
And so this is the, ever so so good point because you know I'm hearing you say this and I'm like wow I've never I never thought I would hear those words come you out of your mouth. You would not think that it would come yeah. out of my mouth. That's you would not. One hundred percent. I I and I I'm, am like I'm super lu- super lucky because I have uh our uh white golden dusty um who's coming towards uh possibly his moment mm-hmm. and um he is uh someone that I would never have met if it wasn't for my wife mm. because it was her dog mm. and like so many things since I met my wife um he is something that has been unbelievably wonderful for me he's he's taught me uh things about uh patience and um simplicity that i'm not a super patient person um i have a tendency sometimes to be a little complicated <laughs> um, you don't say yeah and he's just you know other than my children with i mean obviously my pet and my children two different things but um my kids have have pets they have dogs and uh my girls are um <laughs> there's no way to separate my girls from their dogs they they adore their dogs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh this experience has been um very enlightening to me mm. and it's also uh difficult to see this stage that I'm going, you know, yeah. that we're going to be going through. Yeah. Um, but I feel that I'm a better person because of Dusty, mm-hmm. um, which sounds kind of weird to say because yeah. he's a dog. Yeah. But um, man's best friend, though. I've never seen any organism love something so unselfishly as a dog. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care what your mood is. It doesn't care what the day is. It doesn't care what kind. Of, it doesn't care. It just wants you to care. That's all it wants. Yeah. And as long as you give it that, it's the happiest freaking thing you've ever seen. And they're actually pretty intuitive because super intuitive because if you're not feeling good or if you're acting sad or depressed or, you know, you're having a quarrel with one of your family members they get very concerned, right? And they're trying to get in the middle. They're like, "Hey, that's why they that's why I have all those therapy dogs." Yeah. They genuinely help people feel better. Yeah. Like feel better. Yeah. So, between seeing people at our stage in life going through this life and then coming through it, right? And all the all the work they put in to create whatever they did mm-hmm. in their time. And then seeing the mortality of a wonderful pet who never did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely, you can say that about a dog. Dog never did anything wrong. Because it, it wasn't calculated. He made mistakes like, like a child does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes mistakes like a child does. Except for the hundred times I told my, not, my dog not to not to dig in the flower beds and he still digs. You know what? He's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog. <laughs> I mean, that's what dogs do. You know what? I, I got over it after like the... 12th time you know i can i can i mean i won't go into detail but my dog is not in a good physical state yeah and he's going through a lot of really difficult things mm-hmm. that are i'm gonna be honest that are annoying but i can never be angry with him mm-hmm. he's it's not his fault it's not and it teaches you like compassion 
because oh, yeah. you're just kind of like, you know, because you can't communicate with him. You can't explain what he should be doing. You just kind of use tools to educate the dog based on how they understand. So you start to be a lot more um, compassionate yeah. about the struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for um, sure. And I'm not a very compassionate person. So he teaches that, you know? Um, so it's been kind of really enlightening with, the, with unfortunately, seeing people transition towards retirement or seeing uh, people in our peer group um, lose loved ones. Mm-hmm. And then now me going through this with, with the dog, and it's just making me think about mortality, the 15, purpose in life, all the grit we put into what we try and do, mm-hmm. um, and how important it is for us to have uh, a real purpose that we believe in, that whatever the run is, how lo- however long it is, that as long as we make progress in it, whenever that number or your ticket comes up, you felt like, you know what? I I fulfilled what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in the time that was given to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Do you think that, you know, because of the advances in medicine, specific, you know, most more than anything, um, people are, are living longer in the last several decades. So I I, pre- I appreciate you asking that question because you know I have an answer. <laughs> so um, uh, well, I haven't even finished. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate with, you lighting, lightening the mood, too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with the advances of medicine, people are living longer. And, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, among amongst mm. a, a slew of other... that That's some shit right there. Amongst a slew of other uh, medical conditions are just skyrocketing, right? Do you think it's because we're living longer than we should be? Or do you think there's something else going on that um you know that that's in the food and the air and the environment that's causing this and because you know there's some people that are completely uh aware and and um lucid and and, you know whatever other word you want to use at 80 90 that's a good word lucid is a good word you know and and they're fine but you know those those previously mentioned uh, conditions are just skyrocketing amongst the el- you know the older population. So so what do you think about that? Have you ever given it any thought? I appreciate you bringing that up because <laughs> I actually have. Like I didn't think you yeah, would have he, an like, opinion. Yeah, yeah. For our listeners, he 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 teed me up right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think that there's merit that there is some biology of a human body. That because of technology, nutrition, and science today, um, gets extended. Mm-hmm. Uh, that otherwise, if you go back in history, given the circumstances that were av- and resources available, that biology would not have lasted. It would have ended. Mm-hmm. And given that, the organ that is most susceptible to deterioration, because the other organs are being uh, supported vis-a-vis science and nutrition and environment is the brain so because those other organs aren't failing Mm -hmm. because if you go back 80 years you know heart attacks and and you know kidney disease long something uh, or rather that would that would take people out you Mm -hmm. know i mean you go back far enough the common cold would take people out right true so because of the advancements in pharmaceuticals and in um all these other uh, scientific variables 
yes, I do think the human body is lasting longer than it did. Mm-hmm. And what we're starting to see is like any equation or, or let's say any chain, the weakest link is the one that starts to give out, mm-hmm. right? So I think that the brain, because remember, the human body is considered uh, legally dead based upon the brain being dead. Mm-hmm. So you can have heart failure, lung failure, kidney failure. They can keep you going on with machines. Yeah. But they cannot keep the brain going with machines. So you're legally dead when the brain stops functioning, right? Mm. So that particular organ, and we're seeing this in mental health. We've talked about this on other casts. Right. That particular organ is still a little bit of a of a, a mystery, not in the sense that we don't understand so much of it, but in the sense of, of a treating it. It's still a little bit of a mystery on how to get our hands wrapped around it, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about Alzheimer's, um, I mean, shit, dude. Just did you hear about the near the latest uh, press release? Oh, uh, with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Aphasia. Yeah. I mean, I never, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a smaller scale um, uh, Alzheimer's. Mm. So he doesn't process language well anymore. Hmm. So it creates a lot of confusion and uh, he's forgetful. He can't, his short term memory is starting to go. Hmm. So it isn't full blown, um, and I'm no medical professional, so I'm giving you a paraphrase here. Mm-hmm. So it's not full blown Alzheimer's or dementia, but it is a, uh, you know, it, it's headed in that direction. Let's just, I mean, in my opinion, it's huh. headed in that direction. So I think that we're seeing the human body in certain people start to uh, give out in the weakest link, which is the brain because it's not being supported sufficiently. Um, right. Now, having said that there are many one, I'm a huge fucking fan. It wasn't the only reason I bought Tesla uh, car uh, <laughs> or own the stock or any of that. And now where you're going with this is that uh, Elon has been pretty clear about his belief that it, the ability for science to formulate a system under which we could prolong the biology of the human species um, is not incredibly difficult to execute with the amount, with the right appropriation of uh, or allocation of resources. Now, are you referring to, and is he the one with the neurochip in the pig? So he has a company called Neuralink. Okay, it is. Yeah, he has okay. a company called Neuralink, mm-hmm. uh, amongst others. Big fan of Elon, if we could ever get him on the show. <laughs> and uh, in Neuralink, what he does is he uses uh, hardware and firmware mm-hmm. to implant the neurological system of the human body to facilitate communication uh, wirelessly through like theta, data waves, to um, receive and transmit information from the human body right. without any verbal cues. Right. But... That's a separate thing. That's just communication. That's just communication. Mm-hmm. So there's um, a number of different entities and, and organizations and scientists that do believe because of DNA sequencing and uh, CRISPR. I don't know if you've ever heard of CRISPR. No. But CRISPR is a system under which you can alter DNA. I thought it was an air fryer. No. It is too, though. <laughs> they, have, they make some crispy-ass freaking <laughs> shit in there, dude. Um CRISPR is a uh, DNA sequencing system hmm. that allows you to alter DNA for the purposes of healing or changing a person's DNA to remove 
uh, genetically defective or genetically um, less than attractive mm-hmm. uh, traits. That sounds scary. So, so that's that's a it's rabbit just an hole. equation, man. Yeah, it's just a rabbit yeah. hole, though. Well, DNA is just an equation. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can create an equation to alter that equation and get the summation that you want, you can do it. So long story short, I think, in my really humble opinion, that we have the necessary ability and resources now to uh, address it, to extend life, to absolutely extend life. Because when you look at like stem cell research and you look at what stem cells do for babies, mm-hmm. you know, let's put the morality aside for a second, and you take stem cells, stem cells regenerate cells Mm -hmm. that's the purpose of them that's what they do for babies they help them grow and build so if you were able to harness that energy and then apply it in a very specific manner towards the deterioration of cells that occurs when you get older you could reverse it not not reverse it you could just stop it from happening Hmm. so you would reach a certain point because all getting old means is that cell decay yeah that's all it is yeah it's just cell decay it's like a half-life on uh, radioactive material. So you would just eliminate that phase shift that happens in the cell, mm-hmm. and you would basically hit a point, and you just stay there, shy of like some existential threat. So so that's my soapbox. I'm going to drink some more tequila. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No, you, you have, I mean, you... you very intellectual, so you have a good grasp on the concepts and stuff. And no, I, I, I just I just read a lot of comic books. I I appreciate you, uh, you know, pour, putting it in somewhat of layman terms and you know helping me understand it and the listeners understand it. Um, but going, you know, going to uh, to my perspective on on that whole thing is so so okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Medical science has a lot to do with you know us living a lot longer. Yes, but. I don't necessarily feel that it's a good thing for uh, for med- for medicine and, and the medical field and science field to extend life forever. Ooh, or, that's a good argument, right? Because I don't think that I don't think we were meant to live forever or at least for super long periods of time. And that's just my thought, but on top of that, I think it would it would it would pose very very difficult sociological is that the right word sociological mm-hmm. and economical uh, burdens on it, the world. It, it'd just be economical. Economical. Yeah. Okay. Economical burdens on the world because the population would just it would just skyrocket, right? It would skyrocket if we don't if we wouldn't limit the the birth of, of of a new population and we're still having people live a long 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 time I, I think it would create issues for the world in general and um you know that's you know like i said that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole but um i don't think it'd be a good thing so in my oh, i got comments Go well ahead. in my opinion i think the uh the ideal situation it would be to for medicine and science to allow people to live a decent life at the end without any super major complications. And then at some point, the cycle of life ends, you know, still naturally to a certain degree. And then that's it. Right. 
because we've gone from the times of even before Jesus and Jesus, uh, just at, uh, using Jesus as a reference point. Um, we, when could they just, use, we could just say BC, AD. BC, AD, which is based on Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, when they used to live late 20s, early 30s, that was the average span of life back way back then. And now we're talking 80s, 90s, very few to 100s. But, uh, you know, you can pretty much say 80s and, and uh, is probably the, the average and then a good amount of 90s and then very few hundreds. And I think, the, I mean, that's that's a long time compared to way back then. Right. So, were you done? <laughs> I'm done. OK. For now. So disagree. Mm hmm. On multiple levels, um, I will start with that with what you closed. A long time is subjective and relative. If you think of a hundred years in terms of physics, it's not even measurable. If you think in terms of the universe, which is what you're made up of, yeah, not even it's it's not even measurable. It's not even it, a speck. It's, it's not. It's no. not. It's not. It's nothing. Yeah, it's not measurable. So, given that you are put together of particles that are part of the universe, and they're just configured in this body that we have as a, as a human species, longevity and lifespan is a relative thing. You're only doing it because, you know, from a consciousness standpoint and your existence, your uh, cognition of the world is based on, you know, people only live, you know, for... 80 years, 100, 100 years is a long time, right? Okay, before you continue, because oh, you he's took it- cut me off. Because you took it to a whole different well, level. I, I got I to gotta, I gotta make my point, too. I'm going to let you continue. I'm going to let you continue, because you took it to a whole different level. So my opinion and perspective, solely based on humanity on Earth, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. On, on humans living on Earth- To and, this point. And how- we have evolved and modernized to this point to this point correct so so i just wanted to make that clear that that yep. was my perspective was based on that 100% but go ahead yeah so actually that helps uh -huh. because what you just said is what i was it fits into what i was stating oh. your your uh relative subjective view of longevity is based on that. Mm. It's based on the human experience up to this point. Mm -hmm. And up to this point, the human experience is, you know, 100. Sometimes you read about somebody at 120, right? Really unusual. Very unusual. Right? Unusual. So that is what you typically see. I mean, if you go back into the 1800s and stuff, you can find people that lived up to 100 years old and stuff. That, I mean, there, there are instances of that, right? Okay. What I'm suggesting, however, is, is that that doesn't necessarily mean that that is... Uh, accurate in terms of what is what is realistic and possible mm. and the reason is is that it has to do with our understanding of physics and what can happen because biology is just a derivative of physics so the biology that exists as a human species on the earth is derivative of the possible available material that is in physics mm -hmm. and if we start to better understand how to control or augment or adjust physics, then that adjustment affects the biology that is the human species. 
So there are huge projects going on right now that are addressing this, not only from the standpoint of longevity for the human body, Mm -hmm. but more importantly, in my argument, to human consciousness. So there's this, you can actually look it up. There's this entire project called 2045. You can just Google it up. And it's a massive consortium of scientists globally that are looking and building current systems to enable to take the human consciousness, which is basically electrical impulses in your brain, and moving it outside the body and moving it to an avatar. Moving it to a computer-based system, mm-hmm. living in a, in another type of uh, cybergenic or whatever thing like that. Now yeah. I'm going in like I'm going way off in here. Yes. Okay. But the only reason I mention I'm not I'm not trying. You, know, you can look all this stuff up. The only reason I'm mentioning this to, is to prove my initial point is that science and technology today, and we're in an amazing time with regard to mortality, which is what we started with, right? And purpose. We're an amazing time in in the human experience that our control of physics and physics and all its derivatives, digital technology, hardware technology, yeah. matter, yeah. right, mm-hmm. is advanced enough that we can start to actually forecast and see that that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow mm-hmm. that would enable us to do things that were absolute fiction. A hundred years ago, mm-hmm. like straight out of a science fiction movie, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when we grew up in Star Trek and they used to flip the phone and be able to talk, yeah, to the spaceship. Yeah. We, could, we could do that right now to the space station that's floating above our planet. We've been doing that for it's a couple of decades. That's where we are at, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's a very small example. Yeah. So anyway, in, in summation, in answer to your question, I think that we have uh, the building blocks to be able to revolutionize um, longevity, not only of the human body, Mm -hmm. but of human consciousness. Mm -hmm. And human consciousness, to me, is more valuable. That is the bigger asset than the human body. Because as we're seeing and how this kind of thing evolved in terms of a conversation, Mm -hmm. when we talked about Bruce Willis and we talked about dementia and um, Alzheimer's, is that through my medicine and diet and all these other things, the human body has been able to live, a, a, you know, more consistently over a broad scope of uh, a people mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. It's lasted longer. Mm-hmm. So the thing that starts to give is what? The brain. The human consciousness. Now, yeah. Starts to give. Mm-hmm. Because the organism under which that consciousness existed mm-hmm. isn't holding up. Mm-hmm. So there are alternatives, yeah. is my point. That's... Uh, very interesting. Very interesting point. Dude, you should look up 2045. So, it looks straight out of sci-fi. Well, the year, specifically 2045, stands out to me because I recently was hearing a podcast. Uh, and they happened to mention within the podcast that um, there are those out there that believe that 2045 to 2065, somewhere around there, is the end of the world. No, well... In the in this particular case on the twenty forty five, mm-hmm. that's the year they have projected to be able to transcend consciousness. So, so I was going to get to that. Um, so, you know, I was like, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. Sure. I don't necessarily sure. believe, you know, believe either way. But or chili peppers, but, either way. <laughs> or chili peppers. 
<laughs> but uh, but anyway, so I heard that, and I, you know, it stuck in my mind. So when you said twenty forty five, I was like, oh, that's the same year that I heard that's interesting this about, right? Really. And so as you're talking and explaining, I'm like, oh. So maybe it's not the end of the world as in, boom, the world is gone, but it's the end of the world as we as know, we know it. it. Damn, yes. that's deep, brother. Okay. <laughs> so um, so maybe, so now that got me thinking. Maybe was it a good cast? Oh, yeah, for me, because I find it entertaining. The topic right. is entertaining. And we can we could talk about it later. All right. But, um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, maybe it's just the end of the world as we know it. And we're going to, you know, life is going to continue in a different way. Um, so that I wanted to make that point. Secondly, um, morally, cause you know, I'm a religious person, morally taking the consciousness of a human being and putting it in a computer to me, that doesn't sit well. I can't explain it. No, you don't have to. Now I'm not a religious person, uh-huh. but I accept mm-hmm. that that is a problem for people who are of faith because to them, Correct me if I'm wrong, because I might get this, I might screw this up. You know, like the spirituality, the soul, mm-hmm. all of that stuff that transcends mm-hmm. after the body fails, mm-hmm. it moves on to a better place like heaven, hell, limbo, whatever it is. Whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. That shouldn't be tampered with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it should tra- move over. So the fact that you're going to interject technology, human-based technology, mm-hmm. to intervene in that transcendence mm-hmm. and create a separate ter- transcendence that's a that's a that's a difficult thing for someone who's not religious like me i'm all in right but for someone who is religious and if they're tr- truly into that religion that's a problem so yes it is and so regardless of like you said what religion you belong to or if, whether you're spiritual you know a spiritual person or not um that's what I'm talking about is morally. It just does not feel right. It doesn't feel like it's human. Right. And that ties into, I was going to bring this, uh, this movie up later, but it kind of ties in. So I'm going to talk about it right now. A couple this week, sometime this week, I, in parts, I watched the movie Blade Runner, Blade Runner, 2049, 2045, isn't it? 2049. It's 49. Yeah. I doubted myself. I doubted myself. That would have been crazy if it was 2045. Well, it would have been crazy. And and I had to look it up because I was like, wait a minute. I was thinking it was 2049, but maybe it's 2045, and that's really going to freak me out. But it's 2049. Okay, so I've seen the movie too. Go for it. Okay, so you've seen the movie too. So for those of you that haven't seen it, I actually highly recommend it, If you're a sci- uh, whether you're a sci-fi guy, a person or not. I, w- I was never interested in it. But well, I'm assuming you saw the original Blade Runner with Harrison Ford. You know what? I have, but I didn't care for it back then. What? And I don't remember crap about it. I don't remember anything about the movie. You have okay because I was not it. interested in the subject, you and it was really it. weird for me. So now I'm going to go back and, and watch that after watching Blade Runner 2049. But um, amongst a lot of things that it made me think about, um, which I will bring up in future casts, because because uh, like I said. It got me thinking about a lot of things. The one specific thing that I want that I want to talk about right now is human consciousness is is talked about or interjected in the movie in in you know cyborgs, robots, computers, whatever you want to talk about. Holograms. Holograms, all that stuff, right? It's a big part of the movie. Yep. And it's it's interesting how 
it coincides with what you're talking about, you yep. know, with the, the project 2045. Yep. And so I believe, and like I said, I was going to bring this up later, but I'm going to bring it up now. I believe that movies, all right, are, are a, um, a catalyst to, um, acclimate our brains it's not the it's not the word that i want i had the word before but i can't think of it right now but it's it, it wants to uh, condition it wants to condition our brains to what's to come in the future and so it's it's getting us conditioned uh through movies for what's to come in the future and dude uh i know nothing about that project 2045 but now i'm curious because this movie and i'm sure there's a whole bunch of other movies out there that we don't know about that will tie into what you're talking about and how many movies have we watched that later became reality, right? Technology wise. Right. So I, I a hundred percent believe in what you're, what you're saying and that it's probably going to happen, but morally, I don't know if that's the right thing or not. And in the movie too, there's a struggle between technology and humanity. So it's interesting you say that because I also I, I I'm, I'm I love Blade Runner Ridley Scott Ridley Scott did Alien mm. freaking badass director mm. and uh, 2049 was good uh, it wasn't I mean I I really like Blade Runner so it was different um, I'm obviously you know I, I'm very big into physics and science and and all these other things like that. the sciences. Um, technology and so forth but uh, one of the things that you said was interesting and it, it's kind of it leads to have you ever heard of Jane Foster no Jane Foster was uh, Thor's girlfriend in Thor Thor's girlfriend in Thor yes oh so the character Jane Foster was yes I'm fucking with you it was a Marvel movie the Marvel movie Thor mm-hmm. so one of the things that she says was I think it was Arthur C. Scott who said science fiction is a precursor to science fact, hmm. and I don't know how much of that I'm I'm, I'm stealing from Marvel because you know I love no, I'm a big but, Marvel fan. But you're backing up what I'm saying. I'm backing up what you're saying. Ah, it's coming from a Marvel movie, so the both of us might be completely out of our fucking no, gourd. I believe it 100. percent But science fiction is a precursor to science fact, and the reason is is because most science starts with a vision. A scientist, physicist, biologist, neurologist, whatever it is, starts with a vision of the possibility of a theorem. And then through experimentation, that theorem is then formulated into a argument. And then that argument is tested through experimentation as quote unquote fact. Mm -hmm. And then only then is it considered uh, like a substrate for science testing. And much of science fiction is untested mm-hmm. scientific theorem. Mm. You know, we, I, I made the joke about Star Trek. Yeah. You know, some guy on set was mm-hmm. thought like, well, there should be some way to be able to communicate with a spaceship outside our solar, uh, outside our hemisphere, mm-hmm. you know, outside our um, stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just went ahead and made some flippy thing and, you know, Scotty beat me up. And it is what it is. And today it's truth. Mm-hmm. The point that I'm making is, is that I 100% agree with you that there are very ma- there are many ideas in the human consciousness 
that theorize in an existence of something, but they don't have the tools or the math to demonstrate its true validity. But that's the beauty of science, is that science never, and this is why I'm so much into science, science does never really tries to profess that it's 100% right. Mm -hmm. Science predominantly theorizes, and then it asks everyone else to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know what? We still got it. We got to stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It makes for good conversation. It it, it makes for entertaining conversation, bro. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, who the fuck are we, dude? Yeah. (laughs) What do we know? In 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 the in you know these aren't his words, but he used them last. Who? In our in our last guest, um, famous words, Tim S. We're just Joe Schmoes. Yeah. No, it's true, dude. <laughs> we're just regular old Joe Hey, but we're still American citizens, and we have a vote, and we have a right to our opinion, and we have liberty, so we get to express our opinion. How wonderful is that? And amen to that, brother. Salute, Salute to that. Salute to that, brother. Because we get to sit here and talk our shit and put it out into the ether, and some people can listen to it. People who don't agree with it can turn it off. Mm-hmm. People who agree with it can be like yeah and then people who think it's just batshit crazy but it's entertaining can still listen to <laughs> still listen to absolutely brother uh, hey man it's been fun again like always always brother like always always and uh i look forward to our next episode Ooh, we got i think we got a cool guest coming up next though no? yes okay we excellent. got a, we we got a very entertaining guest coming up next um and a uh, couple in the shoot that are you know yes some yes. deep some deep stuff man. it's been pretty 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 cool shit i mean people have get you know referred to us and yeah something cool some been some cool shit like it's surprising that anybody wants to fucking talk to us <laughs> <laughs> i don't find it surprising brother because i believe in what we're doing oh, so yeah, well, you, you know? gotta get all deep and shit i was just saying <laughs> hey brother all right man until next time until next time salute salute brother <laughs>